What's up, everybody? You're on Money Moves, and I'm Michael Munsterman. Today's episode, you are a product of your own design. So in the automotive industry, we see all sorts of different people from all different walks of life. And our geographic location for our dealership is actually right on the line in between the city and the country. And so we actually see folks who are like, I would call them hicks. And then we see people from the inner inner city, like the scarier parts of Kansas City. And and we get those customers as well. And when those people come in, we see their children, we see business people, we see, we see just a little bit of everybody. We've had doctors inside of our dealership that have bought cars. We've had attorneys who have bought cars. We've had accountants who have bought cars. We've had unemployed single mothers come in and buy cars. We've had like farmhands buy car. We've had ranchers buy cars. Like we've literally had a touch of just about everyone. And something that we see often is how those different people treat and handle their children. And a couple of the people we've actually had to leave our dealership, we've had to ask them to leave our dealership because of the way that they treated their children. I just won't allow someone to be abusive to a small person inside of my dealership. And they can call it parenting, but I know what it takes to parent children and and just being downright nasty and mean and screaming and hateful at at sometimes even infants. We've seen this. It's in, like it blows my mind. I I don't get it, but we've all had some version of an upbringing. Every single person. You had somebody who said to you, "Tuck in your shirt, stand up straight, make good eye contact, do this, do that, don't do that, do this," because they were trying to mold you into an acceptable version for their belief system and their role. And we see some children, they walk in and they sit and they're so quiet and they're polite. And and, and then some are a little bit more outgoing, but they're friendly and respectful. Some come in and they're just rude and disrespectful. And, and, And this is at all ages. So 20 years old or younger is what I'm gonna call, you know, when I'm referencing children. And an example that sticks out in my mind specifically is, We had a a 16 year old girl that came in here and her mother was buying her a car. And this girl actually like was, she didn't want the car we had. It was as nice as another car she was looking at, but it was the wrong color. Her mother felt more comfortable buying a vehicle from our dealership. And so she like, this was part of the conversation that was had. And it was just the, the mother finally said, look, I'm writing the check. I'm picking. This is the car that we're picking out. And this girl literally 16 years old goes out and sits in front of our front door out in the parking lot and sobs nearly uncontrollably. Her hair was kind of a mess and her mom was very apologetic and it was a very weird situation, but that's one of the extremes. And I've got a hundred stories just like that calling out the extremes of how people have been, how young people have been designed. And most of us have been designed by our pasts. Most of us are a product of the stories that we tell ourselves about how we were raised. Because the truth is the day we turned 18 or 20 or 24, whenever you moved out of your parents' home, that day you had an opportunity to rewrite who you were. 
you had an opportunity to change the way you communicate. You have an opportunity to change what you do for a living. You have an opportunity on whether you educate yourself or don't educate yourself. But what most people do is they just continue to live inside of the story that they tell themselves about how they were raised. This is something that my grandfather was extremely intentional about speaking to me. Speaking into my world, you can be anything you want to be. You just have to make a decision. And so early on, and and most of you know this, like I didn't know better as a small person. I just ran around and screamed, I want to be rich. I want to be rich. I want to be rich. I didn't know what that meant. What that meant was I want to be free. I want to be free of the worry and the stress of how am I going to pay my bills? I want to be free of the worry and the stress of not being able to buy the food that I need. I want to be free of the worry and the stress of having great big holes in the ends of my shoes and being able to see my toes through them. I don't want to have to wear a pair of blue jeans until the hole in the front almost rips all the way around. This was, these were the things that I thought being rich meant. It's not about being a millionaire. It's not about being a billionaire. It's just, I wanted to be free of those things that I was ashamed of. And I didn't know how to articulate that. So as a young person, I just want to be rich. And when I talk about you are the product of your own design, I have a very specific strategy that I want every single person here to take. And it's going to be tough because I'm going to ask you to do something that most people tell you that you won't do, but I'm going to encourage you to do this. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. If you're listening to this episode in your car, I want you to stop. If you choose to listen beyond this point, then my ask is be prepared to go back to this point in the podcast and start over somewhere where you can write. And I'm going to have you get something that you can write on. Like for me, I, I literally right now I'm looking at a sketchbook that I have where I sketch out ideas and I, I'm, you know, I'm an artistic minded creator. So I'll draw great big elaborate diagrams and I can geek out on that for literally hours. If you look at some of the photos we've dropped on Instagram or anywhere, like I've got a great big whiteboard in one of my offices that's against the wall. It's what I call my perch office. It's this little office where there's only one way up and it has two gatekeepers and no one can get in here, but it looks like a little mini dungeon. And I have this whiteboard on here, so this is where I sketch. And then in my bag, I have three journals. I have um, 2017's journal, 2018's journal, and 2019's journal. Here in just a little bit, my wife and I are going to go, and for the first time ever in the history of me me writing my goals, I'm going to sit down and make sure that my goals align with hers. This is like goals level two, right? Whenever it's not just about you and it's about a unified vision running forward. All of the time, different people are speaking into your life and all of the time you're learning new skills and all of the time you are given an opportunity to be a spectator or be a participant. And most people opt for spectator. Like right now, you're, you have good intentions. You're still listening to this. You didn't stop it. And you thought in your mind, yeah, if it's good enough, I'll go do it later. I just really, really encourage you to please make sure that you do this exercise. Because I genuinely believe that it'll add value and it should take you less than 10 or 15 minutes. And if I told you that if you would give me 10 or 15 minutes, it would change your next 12 months, would you do it? The answer is yes, if you believed me. But the thing is, 
I have five brothers and sisters and my life is entirely different than all of theirs. My outcomes are entirely different than all of theirs. My expectations for living are entirely different than all of theirs. Every single year, I would imagine that if I lined up my brothers and my sisters and said, everybody show your goals, I would be the only one that would lay that out on the table. They're not bad people. It's just not their priority set. And every single year, the stride gets a little further and the step gets a little higher and my understanding of the game gets a little bit more clear. And it's because I intentionally on purpose, purpose push myself towards the win. Day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. Just rounded my first decade at doing this and at playing this game at this level, looking for this level of win. And so this is the first year that I have done the exercise that I'm going to give you. But it was given to me by a mentor that I have the, like, if I ask this guy, in fact, this is kind of how the conversation came up a little bit. He was talking to me about next level stuff. Like if he had this one thing that he could go back and do this one thing that he would alter and and add to his repertoire of things that him and I both, we already know we're in alignment on. But he said, if there was this one thing that I could do that I haven't done in the past that I would do in the past, but also just like when, since I've started doing it, my life's just exponentially increased is I would design myself. And I said, wow, design yourself. What do you mean? And so here's what he explained to me. This is that good point for you to stop and commit to coming back to this with a piece of paper in front of you, because I'm going to have you stop several times throughout this and reflect on what you're doing. So here it goes. The process of designing yourself is getting a piece of paper and mentally designing you. And we talk about writing goals and they're broad and they're not very specific, although they should be. You should you should be thinking about how much money am I gonna make? What do I, what do I wanna do for a living? What do I not wanna do anymore? What do I want to expand and what do I want to go away? What do I wanna add? What do I wanna take out? Phys- from a physicality standpoint, these are the, the steps that I need to make every single day to reach my three years goal cast. These are like you're designed inside of your spirituality, you're designed inside of your relationships, you're designed in like everything's external, but there's no mirror look. So in this designing yourself process, we're going to design who are you. So that means where am I in my This is the first sentence I want you to write down. Where am I in my? And then below that, I want you to put four categories. Where am I in my A? Inside of A is body. Where am I in my body? Next is where am I in my marriage or key relationship? Where am I in my finances and where am I in my faith so it is it's super simple it's super clean and it's about where are you in my right now today so I'm going to pause here go ahead and hit pause and write that down where am I in my body? Where am I in my relationship? Where am I in my finances? And where am I in my faith? Today, go. Okay, now 
we begin the design. You see, in order for you to be able to, to design a new reality, you have to first look at your current reality, who you are in this space. So you could literally follow this exercise. And this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to talk to you about what I want the end result to be, but it wouldn't hurt you to start with where am I in my, and add that to every single one of these sections, every single one of these subcategories. Where am I in my is one of the most powerful statements you can ask yourself. This is what he explained to me. I thought, wow, this is genius. I wish I could take credit for it. So number two, what do I look like? Now this is specific. This is what do I look like a physically from the neck down or maybe it's your, maybe it's your teeth. Like what's, where's an area of your, of your body that you're uncomfortable with for a lot of women, it's like three areas, right? Chest, hips, like hair, like there's this physicality, like whatever it's, where am I in my physicality? Where am I in my hair? What do I look like in my clothes today? And what do I want those things to look like one year from now? So let's just keep this very simple. We're going to go back to the top and where am I in my And you're going to go through and just do this exercise for where you are, but then come back and ignore everything I'm saying about where you are today and make it one year from today. And here's where the power comes in this. And this is, so I'm just going to go through the list. I'm not going to bounce back and forth between where you are today and where you are one year from now, but that's the exercise and it needs to be separate. You need to have an old you that you're willing to kill to design a new you. So let's go. Where am I in my business? Where am I in my family? Where am I in my faith? Where am I in my physicality? What do I look like physically? What are the things that I'm the most proud of? And what are the things that I feel could use work? What does my hair look like today? What are the clothes that I wear every single day? Emotionally, how do I feel? This is number three emotionally, how do I feel? Number one, where am I, where am I in my number two? What do I look like? Number three, emotionally, how do I feel? And below, how do I feel in respect to my family? How do I feel in respect to my spouse or my significant other? Those are two different categories. Let's be very clear. Emotionally, how do I feel with my children? Now, if, the, if that doesn't apply to you, replace it. Peers slash coworkers slash friends. Who, like every single one of us have like people who are we are connected to emotionally. And we have to address how we feel in respect to those people. How do those people make us feel? And how do they feel when I'm around them? You, most of you've heard of the soup episode. Go back and listen to that. And it talks about the taste you leave and the people's lives you touch every single day you're designing yourself here. So beyond the conversation, like one year from now, we're designing ourselves. We're designing all of these categories to map out the best possible version of ourselves. And we're talking about emotionally. How do I feel in respect to my family? How do I feel in respect to my spouse? How do I feel in respect to my children? And how do I make all of those people feel? my peers, my coworkers, people that I come into contact with at the gym, people at the church, 
people in my high school friend group that we're still very best friends and we all hang out once a week? What are the very real feelings? Like this isn't something you're going to broadcast. This doesn't go to Facebook later. This is for you. It's an opportunity for you to be really freaking honest with yourself and address where you are and where you are one year from now. Number four, what is the vibe I exude? What is the vibe that I exude? When I walk into a room, do I put off confidence? When I speak, do people listen? Am I a leader? Am I a soldier? Am I a worker? Am I a follower? Get very specific about the perception that you leave to the people who you come into contact with. What is your vibe? What do you put off? Your shoulders tell a lot about your vibe. When you're looking in the mirror and you're trying to decide back in the last, like when we're talking about what do I look like and you like, it's a good practice to go get in your underwear and look in the mirror. And inside of that look, look at your shoulders. Are you confident? Are your shoulders up and back? Do you stand tall in a crowd of people? Are you comfortable speaking out into that crowd? Is it believable? Do they do is what you're putting out what's picked up in your opinion today? And what do you want that to feel and look like a year from now? In my career, I am a what are you? Are you a visionary? Are you an implementer? Do you have these great, big, beautiful, elaborate goals that are painted inside of your mind? Or do you take someone else's painting and, and execute it and build it and make really big, like really big strides in your, in your day, in your week, in your month, in your year? In my career, I am a, get specific, I'm an attorney, I'm a police officer, I'm an investor, I'm an insurance agent. And inside of that role, this is what I'm known for. Next, my peers respect my ability to lead, problem solve. They respect that you're maybe consistent, that they can count on you. Or do they tolerate you and you secretly know it? Are you letting them down? Are you doing your fair share? Are you doing more? Are you not doing enough? Do the people who you work with look forward to coming and being around you because they know that you're going to help drive the ship forward? Or do they drag and like big, lazy, nasty breath when they think, I got to work with them again today? For you employers, what do your employees think about who you are in your career? You are what? And your peers respect your ability to what? Like they might work for you, but they're still your peers in this world. But they're not peers in a sense that you're on an equal keel in how you communicate and what you carry every day, but they are your peers and that you share space with them. And what you build out and put out is what lifts them or drags them. You get to set the pace. And then at the end of the day, I walk into my house and... A is location, B is size, C is did we do renovations, D is family and vibe. 
you can see where I'm going here. It's not quite a vision cast because we're not, I'm not trying to get you to map out your career. I'm not trying to get you to map out your faith. I'm not trying to get you to map out any strategy or steps. This is just a very simple exercise and it's going to lead somewhere. So you should have two sheets of paper when this is all said and done today and one year from now. And you should not like, don't overthink this. Just start scribbling and listen as that, as your hand begins to, and, and look, no typing, not on your phone. There, there's, if I, if I told you that I could give you a magical book and whatever you wrote in that book would come to fruition, what would you do with that book? I don't understand the laws of the universe and how God tilts and creates and shifts and gives and pulls. I don't understand it all, but I know that this is a principle that works. And so if I give you this book and this ability to sit down and architect your world, you literally get to create yourself into absolutely anything you want to be. Would you do it? Or do you take the safe route? Well, that's uncomfortable. So it's easier to say that this guy's just full of shit and this podcast is garbage and this doesn't actually work or some of your guys' negative voice, the voice that doesn't want you to live your best life, some of them are more conniving and they're more strategic than that. Oh yeah, we'll get to that. That's a good idea. That'll probably work. Yeah, we'll do it later. Cut the crap. Like pull the car over and do it right now if you have to. If you're that person that puts stuff off, do it today. Why would you wait any farther into the year? You need every single day to execute if you're gonna make this viable and true. You see, because when you write this down, it puts you in a place of intention. You do two things. And actually, Tony Robbins talks about this one. Tony Robbins talks about the power of a decision. I am going to do this. So when you write down, who am I one year from now, you are deciding to become this person who you want to be. And it creates intention in your world. And what I mean by that is every single moment you have an opportunity to gauge it against one of two things. Is this adding to or subtracting from who I want to be one year from now? Am I building or am I resting? And if I'm resting, rest is okay, but is it on purpose and is it structured? Like, do I say on a Sunday afternoon, I'm going to give myself two hours to watch TV. I want to watch a movie. That's my thing. I'm into that. Or I want to watch the game. It's two and a half to three hours. That's my thing. When the game's over, do you deliberately think time's up stuff to do? Or do you let that suck you into the next episode from based off of a commercial that was somewhere in the game, exactly the way the traps design and you get sucked down a rabbit hole. So you start at one o'clock for an afternoon game with this big list of things you're going to accomplish, but it's nine 30 at night now. And you've just sat on your butt all Sunday watching TV at which time you beat yourself up about not getting your list done. It adds negativity to your heart, to your mind, and to your world, which is no different than sprinting with one of those parachutes behind you that are designed to make runners faster, but they really don't. They just slow you down. And emotionally, this just creates drag. You see, in racing, you're accelerating or you're decelerating. And in life, in this life, coasting is an impossibility because you can't control the rest of the world. 
Your brain has two outputs, positive, negative. There is no baseline. Everything you say either builds or destroys. There is nothing that comes out of your mouth or that goes into your eyes that is just maintained. This is a lie that that voice inside of you, that negative voice is going to chip away at. It's going to make you believe that complacency is okay because you've made it this far, right? You're like, well, I've got a lifetime to prove that you're wrong, Michael. Well, yeah, but the question is, are you living the best version of your life today? Because when you start to question, is this a positive green check mark or is this a negative red check mark on this moment? Then you become conscious about, oh wow, this isn't adding to it. And the decision is to choose to be who you write down here, who you're going to be one year from now. You get to write like, this is what I want my hair to look like. Physically, this is what I want to look like. This is what I want to feel like. This is where, where I want to live and why. This is, the, this is the vibe that I put off to the people around me and this is how I feel about the people that are around me now and these are the kinds of people that I want to be around me a year from now. And when you make the decision to intentionally architect and create the life, create the person who you want you to be, to cut the stories of who you were and step into the power of who you are, when you make that decision, then intention gets easy because it's like, wait, am I supporting the decision that I made or am I letting myself down right now? Am I stepping into the power of who I am designing myself to be? Or am I, quote, coasting? If you choose to actually follow this, your days will be so much more powerful, more productive. People around you will recognize a shift and a change. There was a point in my life where people actually walked up to me and referenced the old Michael. It was like, I could tell you exactly, May 2005 was the day that I made a decision. And on one side of the decision was a train wreck of an individual. And on the other side of the decision was somebody that decided my life's going to be different. $300,000 in debt. Didn't get along with my wife at all. Thinking that, wow, I don't know that this is going to work. Lost and alone and scared. This is true. And I made a decision. And on the other side of that decision was a radically different life that people within just a few months recognized he's different. The way he talks is different. The way he carries himself is different. Like the nasty little negative, like the nasty dirty jokes that slimy, greasy guys tell, like all that gone. It wasn't for me anymore. I got up on purpose. I began to create on purpose. I began to build on purpose. I began to hire people on purpose. I began to grow and push myself harder and harder and harder. And I expected the results from my actions to grow bigger and bigger and bigger. And it was all on purpose because I made the decision, which gave me the opportunity to have powerful intention. And your ability to step through a decision inside of intention lets you sprint. There is only acceleration. And you feel so much better because you drown out the ability of that other voice to have a space inside of you. 
Literally, I got to bed last night about 1130. That's extremely late because of how early I get up. I'm up by 530 almost every single morning. And I went to sleep at 1130 and I thought, look, I know what's going to happen at 515, 530. My first alarm is going to go off. And like, I'm going to hit the button and be too tired to like, I'm, I won't be fully cognizant, cognizant enough to know that if I do it. So here's what I did. I set three back-to-back alarms separated by two minutes because I have like, I have someone that I'm designing myself to be. I have the exact person that I want to step into this world as 365 days from now. It's on purpose, which means that I have to regulate my intentions. And sure enough, it was the third alarm that was finally the catalyst that, oh, I have to get up right now. And you might argue, yeah, but you knew you had two others. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. I don't really care, but I wouldn't risk it because I'm on purpose. Is this building or is this taking away from the design that I have for myself? You need to write who you are today and be willing to light that piece of paper on fire so that you can step into the person that you're designed to be a year from now. And you get to design it. Savvy. Savvy.